Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. We are talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations 2023. They're out, baby. All right. All right. Myself and my husband, Dan, going through all 14 of the nominees. And uh, last week, we talked about Missy Elliott. We talked about Iron Maiden, Sheryl Crow, Kate Bush, A Tribe Called Quest. We talked about Cindy Lauper, who is, as you will recall, so unusual. And we talked about the equally unusual choice to nominate Joy Division and New Order together <laughs> as if they're the same band. <laughs> Time to get into the back half. And these are just alphabetical, uh, certainly not in order of personal preference. But we will lead off today with an interesting choice for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Okay. That's George Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is a bit of an interesting choice, I guess. But... I, I feel it. I mean, he, he was a big on MTV and, you know, big with the youths. He was big with the youths, which is not an actual rule for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. Uh, just it, it has to be 25 years since your first single. But he was big with the youths. And, and I will admit when I was a kid and I, I always remember George Michael first as a solo artist with like the black leather jacket and the beard oh, yeah. and the earring. Faith era, get out. Which that was really where... I first kind of knew who he was, like the Wham stuff. I didn't really know. I learned about it later. Mm -hmm. So I never kind of had him pegged as a really squeaky clean figure or anything like that. He was always the 80s stubbled bad boy for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Less of an everyman than a, you know, Mellencamp or a Springsteen. Right. It's much hotter than that. <laughs> yeah. Just generally exactly. hotter. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I knew about George Michael in Wham at the time. I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't do Wham slash George Michael. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I'm surprised since they're doing it other places. <laughs> I guess I'm surprised now. I didn't know we were doing this. For me, his style wasn't necessarily a huge departure in the way that someone like Cyndi Lauper was or yeah. in that uh, sort of artistic way that Kate Bush had a very distinctness. I mean, he is iconic. Yeah, for sure. But so I don't know. I think when I first saw it, I was like, hey, I don't know if he's a, as much of a, a trailblazer. But then it was just like we were talking about last time. Some of these bands are trailblazers and some yeah. of them are Aerosmith, which is just like people love. <laughs> they, they're this. just a good rock band. It's ubiquitous everywhere you turn. You're going to hear it. And I think that's the George I, Michael type thing. Yeah, but I feel like there's something with George Michael especially as a solo artist that was slightly more subversive in if you go back to like what was happening in the late 80s and early 90s i think just his presence being there was somewhat subversive in the way he promoted his music and himself i think if you knew what you were looking for you did kind of see a a gay icon and and opening doors in that area, but doing it in a way 
that at that time you weren't turning off the rest of the country because sure. back then you had to be concerned about that. You yeah. don't really have to anymore because everything's so segmented. But back then he was able to be who he was mm-hmm. as an artist. And I think if you knew what you were looking for, you saw it. Sure. But other people could see just like, oh, look at that guy in the leather jacket. Right, right. There, There is a mass appeal, but you're right. He is a, he is a gay icon and there were a lot of sort of late 80s, early 90s things that happened with George Michael that when you think about those news stories and you think about him getting arrested, for mm-hmm. example, and a lot of that sort of thing, you just think about how ridiculous that would be now, how right. sad it kind of is and what it yeah. says about where we were in the mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s. The 90s George Michael, also a jam. Right. All those videos with the supermodels? Yeah, Like exactly. too funky? Come on. Mm. And then Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, clearly one of the best duets of all time Mm -hmm. with Elton John, another gay icon. So, I mean... So, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it, too. I think the thing that we haven't really said about him is that he's a great singer. Yeah. Like, a really great singer. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's not nothing, right? I think you can look at the current state of pop music and the way the culture has gone. And you can probably draw a line back to people who were blazing trails like that. Like, yeah. like George Michael. I mean, Sam Smith. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's such a, uh, extension of what George Michael was doing. And it's really a lot of those seeds coming to fruition. Okay. I'm converted. I love George Michael for the record. I just was a little like, huh. Yeah. It, and now that we've talked it out, I'm very firmly in camp George Michael. Yeah. Because if you're expecting, you know, another band like ACDC or something like that, then you're like, George Michael doesn't belong here. ACDC but. was grandfathered into the rock and roll. <laughs> they didn't have to. There was no bar for right, ACDC. Exactly. It was like, we're literally creating this for bands like ACDC. Yeah. I think they just made the plaques and put them up there. Yeah, they was, were like, the you're in. The architect just drew it in when he was designing the building. <laughs> Here's George Michael. It's Freedom, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations 2023 on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations for 2023. That was George Michael, Freedom, early 90s Michael. Yeah. Behind the camera, Supermodels Michael. Right. Beautiful. What a time to be alive. On to another solo male trailblazer of a very different sort, Willie Nelson. That is a shift of gears. Yeah, it really is. You got to talk between these two. You can't just put them back to back. Every radio programmer loses their mind. You played George Michael next to Willie Nelson. That's what you did. We taught. We stopped down. No probs. Yeah, this one I'll I'll admit throws me for a loop a little bit. Yeah, is it the being born in the Great Depression part? Well, it's incredible how old the man is. He's very. He's sure. a very old man. Born in 1933. My goodness. Hey, incredible. What I love when I think about this list is pretty much everyone, or certainly a huge majority of them, were very politically and socially active. That's true, yeah. Had, I mean, maybe not for every single cause, right? But had very specific causes that were important to them, like George Michael... Obviously, with the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community and then AIDS activism, Cindy Lauper, very similar, but also mm-hmm. feminist activism. You had Cheryl Crow with the toilet paper thing. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> two squares. That's, That's all you need. The fact that we still talk about it, it's like 25 years later. All right, back to Willie Nelson. Okay, yes. I mean, what do you say about the man? He's He's everybody's grandpa. But like a lot I mean, cooler a lot than cooler, your grandpa. A lot cooler than your grandpa. I for mean, sure. but wouldn't you want him to be your grandpa? One hundred percent. I mean, or- all I want is to be Casey Musgraves and for Willie Nelson to be my grandpa. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, it's just fantastic, and of course, started as a songwriter even before he started singing his own songs, all the way back to the earliest days of popular Nashville country music, like in the nineteen fifties. Yeah. I mean, how incredible. His first number one was Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain from his 1975 album, Redheaded Stranger. I still think that's the kind of the iconic Willie yeah. Nelson album for people. Yeah. But he's had a lot of stuff since then. He was in The Highwaymen, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, very successful supergroup situation. Who we got in The Highwaymen? Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Right. We got Willie. Uh-huh. We got Johnny Cash. Yep. Who am I missing? Did Was Waylon in there? Of course, mm-hmm. Waylon was in there. But Willie's, I mean, still kicking it. He's still got the yeah. braids. He's doing the bandana. Yeah, he, he's so cool and iconic. You know, musically, it, it's country music, but there's also flamenco in there and so much gospel mm-hmm. as well. Um, so many of those classic country artists, you know, recorded, you know, spiritual records and things like that, too. And... It's truly unique, very, for lack of a better term, American music, just in the way hip hop is an American music. Yes. Um, But for whatever reason, I just, I haven't seen a lot of bleed over between what Willie did and the so-called rock and roll community. Sure. For me, it's a bit of a leap. Like even last year when they nominated Dolly Parton and she withdrew her nomination because she didn't feel she should be there. It seems like, I feel like Dolly Parton had more of a right to be there than Willie Nelson did. But you don't necessarily feel that way about like Johnny Cash. 
Because there's such a crossover to the rock community. Right. Exactly. Like, I feel like Johnny Cash's catalog inspired a lot of rock musicians. And Do you think there's an argument to make, though, because of Willie as a cultural icon? Because he, like, Snoop Dogg. Like, you don't have to have ever say, listened to a Snoop Dogg song to know who Snoop Dogg is. You don't right. have ever have to listen to a Willie Nelson song to know who Willie well, Nelson is. I think is. there's lots of Hall of Fames that Willie should be in. And certainly the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know, the High Times Hall of Fame, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he has broad reach. I just, I don't know. Somebody has to convince me. I, I haven't heard the argument yet. I really just think it's because he is so ubiquitous yeah. in in pop culture. I mean, he's just, he's beloved in the same way that Dolly Parton is. And I would never argue, argue with Dolly personally, mm-hmm. but I would say about that, that she had every right to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, yeah. And I think Willie probably does too, but I really think that cultural crossover, I mean, I remember my parents didn't listen to country music really no. when we were growing up. and um, But I remember like a real warmness for even like Willie Nelson Christmas songs yes. when they would come on like everybody knew yeah, who I, Willie I Nelson thought was. Willie Nelson wrote Frosty the Snowman <laughs> I really did that was the Christmas album we had growing up I thought he wrote all those songs <laughs> Silent Night Willie Willie wrote it <laughs> Little Drummer Boy Willie Nelson Willie Nelson by Willie Nelson uh-huh. <laughs> I, I didn't know <laughs> uh whether I can convince you or not Willie is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. in 2023. And frankly, I'm not the one who needs convinced. That's so probably true. It doesn't true. matter what I think. <laughs> yeah, they already did it. They didn't even ask you. <laughs> Willie Nelson, known for, you know, his braids, his bandana, <laughs> his recreational activities. <laughs> Whiskey River. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees 2023 on 90.3 KRNU. Whiskey River, take my mind.
flowing from my mind And warm and empty heart you left so cold Whiskey River, take my mind Willie Nelson nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2023. He, joining many of the other nominees, is a political activist, huge on like, you know, normal, which we've kind of already made <laughs> reference to, but uh, a lot of gay rights charities and things like that too. Oh, and really? then the, that. yes, and Farm Aid. Yeah. God so bless Farm Aid. That's so cool. Well, talk about it just a little bit. Well, I don't remember exactly what year it started, but Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, and Neil Young started Farm Aid as a way to get money to struggling families in the 80s farm crisis because people were losing their farms left and right because of the high interest rates and and poor prices. And that entire organization is dedicated to saving the U.S. family farm and and helping people stay in farming, get in farming and things like that. And they've been doing it for, you know, dang near 40 years now and putting on concerts every year. And it's always great artists. Very cool. It's tremendous. Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was going to say, I was like. I'm going to admit I forgot about (laughs) (laughs) Now that Farm Aid... Okay, I okay, get it. Okay, you're back yep. with Farm Okay, Farm okay. Aid brought you back. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Moving on to the next nominee, and they've been nominated several times. This is not not a new nominee, but hopefully they'll get in this year because, my God, if this isn't rock and roll, I don't know what is. Rage Against the Machine. Yes. Formed in Los Angeles in 1991. Rage Against the Machine sounds like Los Angeles in 1991. Yeah, that's a good way to put it right there. I mean, talk about just intersectionality of music. They're sort of everything. They're hip hop, but there's all these California thrash influences. There's, I mean, it's it's obviously undeniably rock, but it's also pretty punk. Yeah. And um, hip hop. Yeah, I already I led with that, but right, we can yeah. I mean bookend it. Sure. Yeah, sure. It leads with hip hop, it finishes with hip hop. It's hip hop, it's rock. Yeah. It's punk. Yeah. It's hip hop. Also thrash and hip hop. <laughs> so No, Rage Against the Machine is a, a great example of innovation of music styles that had been around for a long time and just a really cool blend of those things. Yeah. I think the hip hop is out front. Because of Zach De La Roca and the way that he delivers yeah. lyrics. But the instrumentation is 100% rock band. Yes, yes. Tom Morello on that guitar, though, what is he even doing with that thing? <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, it was so cool. And for those of you who don't know, if you've never owned a Rage Against the Machine album, uh, I know at least those first two records, when you open the liner notes, there was a disclaimer in there saying that all the sounds on this record were made by instruments. No samples, no wicka wicka, nothing like that. Right. No synthesizers. Mm-hmm. Was there some? No. No, no. It's just all guitar, bass, and drums. And they clarified that's not to bash, you know, anybody who's sampling or anything that's going on in that. We just 
you could get the impression that that's what was happening with this music. And they basically played rock music in the same style as people who were cutting and splicing beats on 808s and stuff like that. And played it with rock instruments and it was really cool and innovative. So all the scratchy kind of sounds that you're hearing are Tom Morello doing that on mm-hmm. his guitar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because he's incredible. Right. Yes. So the first Rage Against the Machine album, um, this is where you lead off with bomb track, like mm-hmm. just a real subtle opening. Right. Just, I mean, shh, <laughs> just ease him in. No, bomb track kicks your face in. Yeah. I mean, and, it does at least start with a quiet little bass run, and then it just gets louder and louder, and then explodes, and you're off to the races. That's right. Yes, it's um not one of their more subtle songs, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's a tie for all not subtle. <laughs> just a yeah, even their quiet songs are, you know, there's one on every album that's kind of quieter, and but then that gives Zach De La Roca a chance to be even more angry and specific in his. Uh, <laughs> Teardowns of modern capitalist society and institutional racism. Rage was first nominated for induction in their first year of eligibility, which was 2017. They were nominated again in 2018, 19, and 21, but have not gotten in yet. So I'd say it's about time. It is about time. This is Rage Against the Machine. Bomb track. Bomb track on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU Rage Against the Machine Bomb Track, the track that started it all off the first Rage album. They have been nominated several times. Uh, maybe we'll make it in this year. I hope so. I don't know that they would uh, buy a table and go, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, honestly, I'd be disappointed if they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be in, but I'd be disappointed right. if they showed up. I want to see Timmy hanging from the rafters at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Um, this does seem like a machine they would choose to rage against. Yes, I believe so. But at the same time, they should be They in. should be there. This band should also be in. It's not surprising. I mean, really, they only nominate bands that they think should be in, but I am definitely co-signing this. <laughs> How is this band not in already? It's Soundgarden. Wow, yeah. They should be in. They should be in. I, this was the one, every year, you know, you kind of look at the list and some of them you're like, mm, I don't know about that. Others you're like, seriously them? And others you're like, how are they not in yet? How yeah. is this even a thing? But they formed in 1984. They, of course, are from the the general Seattle vibes yeah. area. I think they got lumped in like so many of those bands. Like for me, over time, in my brain at least, I've separated them all because I've realized they're actually not alike. No. They're much more different than they are alike. They are as alike as we and our neighbors are in that we all live here. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we shared, you know... A general zip code or something right. like that. But Soundgarden to me has much more in common with like Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, for sure. Than they do Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. Which is not to say that Pearl Jam and Soundgarden or at least members of haven't made some excellent music. Temple of the Dog, which actually was formed uh, prior to Pearl Jam, was Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell singing together. I don't mm -hmm. know if it gets much better than that. No, it, it really doesn't. I yeah. would say that Chris Cornell is by far the best vocalist to come out of that scene. Oh, 100%. So yeah, I mean, we have these great Soundgarden records. Super Unknown, of course, was the mm -hmm. big sort of black hole sun exactly. brought it on the scene. But they also went on to do other bands, like Chris Cornell was in Audio Slave. Is it not Soundgarden slash Audio Slave? Because it's ridiculous to do that, <laughs> Dan. 100% ridiculous. Chris Cornell did a lot of solo stuff too. He has some really beautiful... Solo now, work. Now one second, I just have to say this. It should be Soundgarden slash Audio Slave slash Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> slash Prophets of Rage slash Public Enemy. <laughs> I think my favorite one from the other day was Stone Temple Pilots slash Velvet Revolver slash slash <laughs> <laughs> slash slashes Snake Pit. <laughs> it's a hundred percent bonkers. <laughs> Anyway, Soundgarden rules and should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is Soundgarden, outshined on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees 2023 mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
3.3 KRNU Soundgarden outshined. I love that. Yeah, it's so good. I love that song. Did you want to talk about Matt Cameron? I thought for sure you were going to talk about Matt Cameron. (laughs) Does he be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I I mean, I imagine he's already in. Pearl Jam's in, right? Uh, Yeah, Pearl Jam is in, and they would have taken Matt Cameron with them. I believe they also brought Jack Irons on stage, but uh, Dave Abrazees was... Nobody invited Dave Abrazees for that. sucks, man. It does suck. But, but Matt Cameron. But Matt Cameron, uh, probably the best drummer out of the Seattle scene, not named Dave Grohl or Dave Abrazees. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt Cameron, and I believe Dave Grohl would admit to this, is a better drummer than Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl says he's a bad drummer all the time. <laughs> he does. It's very and, funny. And Dave Grohl, obviously a fantastic drummer. But Matt Cameron is very precise and way into like off time signatures and writes a lot of music on the drums. So, and not that Dave doesn't do that. Yeah. Who's even heard of Dave Grohl? Who is that guy? <laughs> Look, they can all just be cool together. I guess <laughs> They're just cool. This is, I'd say one of the harder pivots of this list. And we already had a pretty hard one between George Michael and Willie Nelson. Yeah. That was a pretty hard pivot. Mm-hmm. But Soundgarden into the Spinners, ooh, ooh, that's tricky. That's a tough one. Yeah, no kidding. I love it when we still get the some older artists, not just like old, like Willie Nelson, who yeah. just is old, but somebody who was making music in the 50s and wasn't necessarily an icon in the 70s or 80s or something kind of sooner. You know, my question whenever these kind of things come up, though, is what happened with the Spinners now? That, that now we're talking about why we're talking about the spinners i don't know or if it's like we've kind of gone through all of the usual suspects yeah. and now we just feel like we have to do a motown again and so i guess that's where maybe it's maybe this is getting to be the last chance for the spinners but i mean there's not like a cap on how long it can be the spinners have been nominated for the hall of fame three other times 2012 2015 and 2016 okay. I'm not sure what the impetus for any of those was they're just a very influential Motown group. Yeah, I get the vibe that they were kind of at the grassroots of that movement, that there were lots of probably other artists that got bigger and more famous, but it was kind of on the backs of the work that uh, the spinners had laid out for them and kind of started that movement. So let's do I'll Be Around. This is The Spinners on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Show. 
spinners all be around. And we are talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees for 2023. The spinners had been nominated a couple times before, so uh, maybe this year will be our year, huh? The next nomination, also out of Detroit. I like it. All right. I like that we get to do a geographical connection here, uh, but that's about where it stops <laughs> because the next nominee is the White Stripes. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say Bob Seger. Ah, no. I'm sure he's already, <laughs> he's already in. in. Well, I am so excited about the White Stripes. That's okay. amazing. Yeah. So Jack and Meg White, mm-hmm. they were not brother and sister. They were married. Mm-hmm. I think people know this at this point, but there had just been so much confusion around it for so long. Right. Yeah. They were telling people they were brother and sister, but they were actually married. Funny jokes. <laughs> it's and not uncomfortable at all. Detroit, <laughs> like with their pizza, uh, has a different kind of humor. <laughs> it's just different up there. <laughs> So yeah, Jack and Meg White. I think Jack White was a an upholsterer. I believe yeah. he had been an upholsterer's mm-hmm. apprentice and was an upholsterer and was messing around with a bunch of instruments and played instruments. And then I don't know how, I don't remember how he met Meg, but I know when they started hanging out mm-hmm. and she started playing music with him, he thought that was pretty dope. So they kept doing that and formed yeah. the White Stripes. Had that very white and red aesthetic for a long time. Yeah. Um, they did get divorced, but I think they were still cool for yeah. a while after that. Yeah, I don't think there's a great big row that I'm aware of. And then Jack White has had a ton of solo work. So he is, I don't know if he's based in Nashville now. I think he is in Nashville now, yeah. And I wouldn't rule out that he doesn't have a compound. Oh, you think he has a Detroit. couple houses? I'm, I'm not going to rule it out. After like 47 bazillion <laughs> huge albums. But yeah, he's got a huge footprint in Nashville. Yeah, you got the record label, Third mm-hmm. Man. We went there and it was very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty awesome. It was all very red and white in there. Mm-hmm. And they had all of the white blood cells stuff. And yep. yeah, I don't know. It's it, Jack White's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got he, the blue hair now, too. Exactly. He's so creative and there's an inventiveness in his playing and his fashion. But... Then when you dig in and realize that he pretty much builds all his own equipment and his own guitars, and then he's just working on classic cars and upholstering furniture and restoring old phone booths that record music. And yeah, he's crazy. And not to take anything away here, because obviously Jack is part of the nomination, but so is Meg, because it's not a Jack White nomination. So I think that would be really cool. I love the White Stripes the way that they were just a two piece and mm-hmm. really embraced the the hollowness of what that was and the way that Meg drums just super simple very straightforward yeah. she's she's a great drummer she, but she re- doesn't add too much yeah they really get to just here's the you know here's the soul of the music you can have a bunch of other embellishments and all all that that's great but really you can have a killer song just with these core pieces and it really gives the performers know where to hide in that mix. So it, it's pretty fantastic. It takes me back back to a very kind of proto-punk garage rock sure. kind of vibe. I know that was around the time that the White Stripes came out in the first place mm-hmm. is that garage rock was having yes, a resurgence. The, the revival. But even so, I think that makes so much sense given that bands like the MC5 are also from Detroit. Yeah. I think Detroit just has this... Maybe in the Stooges. Right. Mm-hmm. Detroit just has this thing where it 
A is an, a music town. Yeah. But also it just hits different. Like they do something that everybody's kind of doing, but then there's something so uniquely Detroit about it. We don't understand your jokes about your wife being your sister. <laughs> your pizza is different. And everything about your music is different in the most wonderful way. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the White Stripes. It's Icky Thump on 90.3 KRNU. Need a bed and that's 
90.3 KRNU, the White Stripes, Icky Thump. The White Stripes are up for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination this year. They are garage rock. They are punk rock. Jack White plays with a ton of blues. And uh, Meg White just is rad. Yeah. Incredible. You covered it. And here's the last one, Dan. Okay. We're talking about Warren Zevon. Oh, that's nice. Warren Zevon! I, I will admit that I don't know a ton about Warren Zevon. Most of what I know is other people's opinions who I really appreciate saying that Warren Zevon is the absolute best. David Letterman, Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. These are people whose opinions I trust and they love Warren Zevon. What is it that they love about him? I believe it's the way he weaves stories in his music. Um, You know, he doesn't, not that there's anything wrong with just simple love songs, but real kind of tales of um, intrigue that he converts into music. And I will say that there's several songs that I have heard that were turned on to me by other people, specifically by the band Dawes. Um, I'm like, okay, I get that. I've never come to it on my own, but um, I I will say I'm very intrigued by the Zevon catalog. It is on my list of things I should get into. Got it. Unlike Steely Dan, which I have no interest in getting into. Sure. You're a Steely Dan. (laughs) You feel like it's pretty mid. I'm a Steely Dan denier. a position to take but i'm a war on zevon a war war on zevon <laughs> the war on zevon <laughs> no I, i'm i'm interested in getting into warren zevon's catalog i wish you the best <laughs> warren zevon is from chicago or was from chicago excuse me born in 1947 which is always crazy when you hear about people that were this avant-garde and interesting yeah. and you, you kind of put them in the space and time when they existed and you're like man right. it's got to be so Weird to be a weirdo in the 50s. Mm -hmm. They found a way to do it. They definitely did. People know Warren Zevon most from Werewolves of London. Yeah. Um, That's not my jam. Uh, One song that I was turned on to was Lawyers, Guns, and Money. I think that's a fun one. You want to do that one? Yeah, let's do it. Is that your Warren Zevon? I think that would be excellent. Is that what David Letterman would pick? He probably would. In (laughs) fact, I believe Dawes might have played that on the Letterman show as a tribute to Warren Zevon. Okay. Here's Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon. It's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Bystander 
was our last of the 14 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. It's incredible. Every year, the list comes out, and I get so excited to share it with you. Um, there's there's so many great folks on the list this year, and I know that they can't all get in. I wish that they all could get in. <laughs> I mean, I, like, how do you pick? Yeah, it would be very difficult to pare that down. How many people get in each year, do you say? I think five. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. I didn't... I mean, I will make some choices, but I don't feel good about any of them. Okay. Let me give you the 14 again. Okay. A Tribe Called Quest. Okay. Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow. Missy Elliott. Iron Maiden. Joy Division New Order. Cindy Lauper. George Michael. Willie Nelson. Rage Against the Machine. Soundgarden. The Spinners. The White Stripes. And Warren Zevon. Mm-hmm. So who are your five? Dan's inductees. I'm going Iron Maiden. Rage Against the Machine, yes. George Michael, Cindy Lauper, Tribe Called Quest. I say Rage. I'm gonna go Soundgarden. Missy Elliott. Ooh. Joy Division, New Order. Ooh. I don't like that they put them together, but I can't but, not put them in. Okay. Okay. Uh, and probably Iron Maiden. Like they just have to be in I there. Think so. But that hurts me. I really want to put Tribe in there too. <laughs> All of them deserve it. I know that that's not the way choices work. Okay. I'm sitting with my choices. (laughs) If you want to vote, the fan vote is still open. Uh, The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations are out. So Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee is 2023. And that is it for this week's mixtape. It was a good one. Yeah, it was fun. I think next time we're going to talk about Dan Wilson. Let's do it. Okay. waiting. All right. We'll see you then. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio Clash on Pirates Alive. Orbiting your living in the bill of 